this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to another edition of the in focus podcast i am your host g sampath the first big event of the badminton calendar in the new year is happening in delhi with the 2022 india open set to take place from 11th to 16th january There is a great deal of anticipation around the event as it could see a potential rematch of the two finalists of the world championships that was held last month uh, between Kidambi Srikanth and Singapore's new superstar Lo Kian Yu. There is also a lot of excitement as India suddenly seems to have a great number of high quality male shuttlers and some excellent prospects such as Lakshya Sen, Kiran George and a few others as well. Uh, given the abundance of talent, what are India's medal prospects? at the india open and for the rest of the badminton calendar in 2022 can kidambi shrikant reverse the outcome of the world championship final if he runs into low again at the india open we discuss all these questions and more with rakesh rao deputy editor sports at the hindu rakesh thank you so much for joining us thank you so much sampath for another edition and uh, thanks for having me on the show uh, rakesh would it be fair to say that things haven't looked as good for india's male shuttlers as they do right now uh, following our performance in the 2021 uh, world badminton championships yeah you can say that because what has happened is uh, see uh, in the last say about one year what we are looking at is how it ended but if you if you look at the you know the way the indians had performed especially uh, you know these three names which we keep coming back to uh ever since the world championship that is uh, shrikant hs pranoy and uh, lakshya sen why i'm taking these three names is because the trio entered the quarter finals of the world championship which was something which never happened in the past and uh, when the indian shuttlers left for the world championship nobody ever thought that uh, we were going to have as many as three quarter finalists and uh, one of them uh, managed to reach the semis and the remaining one that is shrikant made it to the big match which is the match which he eventually lost so we had a silver and a bronze medal from the world championship for the first time so all these things are looking good when we look at how the year ended but we we need to uh, you know take a closer look at how things were i think overall we still had a you know long way to go when i say that a lot of these uh, performances they were far from consistent if you look at somebody like shrikant i mean he was struggling uh, almost all through uh, the year uh, he didn't have anything great to talk about but because he did he did what he did pranoy again uh, you know i think uh, had a had a pretty bad year if you look at it i mean his quarter final looks good other than that most in most of the tournaments he was he, he was out of the contest either in the first or the second round he had only one quarter final in the entire year which was in indonesia and apart from that if you look at lakshya sen now he he was a shade better he did reach uh, a couple of semi finals apart apart from that again as i said when you talk of the indian men we haven't quite seen them uh, perform at their best at least in last 3 years uh, probably 2017 was a great year f- uh, for these men uh and especially shrikant i mean who took that you know i mean who won those four titles uh went on to become world number 1 in 2018 but overall when we look at these players uh for me 
in terms of performance, I'd like to just go a little deeper here uh, because uh, Srikant was the one, I mean, you know, the one who's expected to really, you know, break that glass ceiling, you know, when it comes to the big events. But that hasn't quite happened. He didn't qualify for the Olympics. He was struggling right through. Now, thereafter, if you see, the moment he returned with his silver from the World Championship, I think a lot of people lost focus. They all thought, oh my God, this was the moment for us. But this is where I wanted people to just pause and think now. Shrikant, if you look at the way he was playing in 2018, 2019, I think, I mean, more uh, so in 2018, I think he was absolutely fantastic. But today, when you look at him, he's still lacking that speed, precision of strokes. Uh, what we once saw, the sharpness is no longer there. Of course, we all know that he's been struggling a bit with injuries and, of course, his confidence has taken a beating. But then he also played a lot of tournaments. So when you keep playing tournaments, you are not getting the desired results, uh, you know, it begins to hit you mentally. It definitely brings your self-belief down. And that is probably what has happened with uh, Shrikant. I think mentally he was feeling very low. And when you feel mentally you are not up to it, then I think you take the strain physically. When a lot of things can be done by thinking right, when that is not happening, then you put more pressure on your feet. Now, that is where I think I think his body took a lot of, you know, like beating there. And then his fitness levels dropped. So now all these things are related. I mean, it all looks like, you know, that uh, results are there to be, you know, achieved. But it doesn't happen that way. The harmony between your, your physical self and your mental uh, uh, state, that everything has to uh, be in harmony and that all has to work together. So this is where I think the world championship performance has given him that confidence back. Not his game, but his uh, confidence. That is, mentally, I think he's at a different level right now, which is great. And I think he's uh, firmly on his way uh, to get his game back. But then, if you look at it, I mean, say, out of 13 tournaments which he, which he actually played in 2021, two of them were, of course, the team championship. Apart from these two team championships, which is like the Sudirman Cup and the Thomas Cup, I think his only appearance where he reached the final was the world championship so imagine he had one one final three semi-finals which is the swiss the ilo and the indonesian like masters there but thereafter if you see the number of times he could not go past the round of 16 was quite high so that is why i'm saying his results were not showing and in that context when you look at uh, what he could do in the world championship that is coming Right. Rakesh, one of the things which I wanted to ask you actually, uh, it just try, uh, struck me when I was listening to you right now. See, you, we've had quite a number of really solid, high quality men's players and all of them, like you have, you mentioned just three, Lakshya Sen and Srikanth and Pranay, but you also have Sai Pranit, Saurav Verma and a few others. They all have win, uh, wins over the top players. I mean, Sai Pranit, I think, has defeated... Uh, uh, Axelson, if, not, if I'm not mistaken, and, and they all have wins over players like Momota, Axelson, but they're not able to make that leap into the Sindhu category or the Sina Naval category. They've all been like one one league below the top three, top four among the men. Why is it that among the women, Sindhu and Sina have been able to make the transition uh, as the players to beat rather, rather than somebody who beats a top player once in a while? Whereas the men have re- sort of remained uh, sort of below that level. What, what is the reason? 
See, first of all, let's give Saina and Sindhu their due because the way they work physically, right there, they were, they were, I think, ready to play international badminton. They were prepared to be there. A lot of other girls who came after that, they were nowhere close to them. Nowhere. I mean, I mean, you know, I can just put it very, very, I mean, in just one simple way is that if you look at the current world rankings of the top three Indian girls, Sindhu has been there, as you know, for nearly nine years now. And uh, she she's currently ranked seventh in the world. Saina, of course, she's on her way out. Uh, she's been struggling with fitness and injury issues. Uh, and of course, her form has also taken a hit. She's ranked 25th. So you have the strongest Indian at seven. The second strongest, that is Saina Nehwal at 25. And the third girl, the third Indian, whom we hardly get to even talk about, is ranked 76th in the world. That is Atashi Kashyap. Now, why I'm giving you these numbers is that, look, if you've got to be among the world beaters, if you start, if you imagine that, okay, I want to be the best in the world, you've got to start returning a good number of shuttles. Now that, when I say it is a combination of skill, uh, speed, and most important, stamina. You should have strength in your legs. And that is where I think we are lacking very, very seriously when it comes to women's badminton. That's the reason why you had two girls, one from 2006, Saina Neval, the other from 2012 and 13, that is Sindhu. We couldn't produce a third girl in almost a decade. So that is where it's a reflection of uh, the kind of uh, system that we have. A system doesn't really has the numbers to play around with we get one or two by accident and Sindhu and Saina are not product of a system, which I keep maintaining. We There are a number of academies, but we still don't have a system where you can produce players regular consistency. When I say players, I mean players who have quality to perform in the international arena. Now, about the men's, this thing, why we are not able to, you know, have quality uh, like we have, uh, say, in Sindhu and uh, Saina. See, the thing is, the quality of, you know, the depth or the or, or the kind of players that you have in the men's is pretty much different than what you have in women's. In men's, you'll see that there will be a lot of players who keep coming there. It's not as static as you see in the women's rankings. If you have the top eight there, the top eight is not going to change in a hurry. They all are capable of beating one another and that's the way it stays. Here, if you see a Victor Axelsson, you know, he is in a league of his own, much like Tai Ziu Ying in the like women's section. But here, you have a lot of these players who are pretty consistent. I mean, you, you, can, you can see the seeding, you can see the draw, and you can tell, okay, out of these, uh, you know, eight, these four are sure to be in the semifinals. And chances are, Sampath, that you're going to get only those four in the semifinals. I mean, it's almost like getting 100% right. That is where I'm trying to say that to be consistent, to beat the consistency of the others, you got to be a consistent performer among the elite. That is where we don't have. We do have somebody like Shrikant for a few years now. But what has happened to him in the last three years is he's lucky to stay in the top, you know, like ranking. As we speak, he's ranked 10th in the world. It is because the world body, the BWF, hasn't change the world ranking or they haven't gotten back to putting the points together and they've frozen the world ranking you know as of 2020 march now, there are a lot of players have been complaining that look why is it that an injured carolina marine can just 
be offered a wild card just because she was i mean she's been a, a former world and olympic champion so but you can't really say that come and join us here imagine saina nehwal has been performing so poorly in the last one year she's still ranked 25th in the world i mean you don't seem to go out of your ranking because you haven't revised it you have just given it some kind of points and you have just kept them there so it's difficult for new players to break in imagine your current world champion is only ranked 15th in the world you know from 22 to 15 even after winning the world championship and he and, and for him the degree of difficulty you can imagine the level of expectation was i think he exceeded all expectations being an unseeded player to win but then of course these factors are not taken when you are calculating rating i mean you know the rating points and the ranking points there but at the same time this system is questioned badminton ranking system is questioned for a long time and that's why you see that in india even if you are not playing a lot of tournaments or a lot of thing when you see your world ranking now if i were to just tell you that we have seven players in the top 50 of the world and you'll ask me who are these seven guys in top 50 in any other racket sport if you have seven in the top 50 that means you are doing great in that game in table tennis we have only two players in the top 50 in tennis we hardly have anybody in the top 50 for a long 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 time right in squash maybe a saurav ghoshal because that that game is not played by too many nations yeah the coming back to uh, badminton uh, the, the men's players do you have players like uh, i mean are all and all of them top ranked players you have people like ajay jayaram and samir verma yeah. um, saurav uh, and all those these, these these are all players who have been beating top ranked players like what happens to them why aren't they making it to the final semi final they lack that consistency to put five matches together they can you know in fact i'll just give you one example of pranoy you know pranoy if he wishes he can retire today and he'll have two great stories for his great grandchildren you know what if if you pick two great players in badminton all time greats lin dan and uh, you know uh, the other guy uh, from malaysia if these two guys if we take i mean his track record if you see he has beaten lin dan 3-2 he holds a record against lindan which is superior can you imagine and against lee chong wei he has a 2-3 record that means you know he has beaten them at least two times these two guys in three meetings and lindan is beaten three times a five time olympic and five time world champion one of the greatest of all times without a question it is that kind of a record that he has but when i'm saying has he won a tournament the same pranoy when we talk about i mean he's beaten the greatest names has he won a tournament no that is what i'm trying to say to win five days all it takes is to win five rounds on five successive days for you to win on the tour that is where your consistency comes into play he's been playing some great matches doesn't go the distance you know that is his major major issue so and the same thing applies to a lot of other people we do have these stray you know results where we put in our best we do our bit we win that one big match what happens the next day we don't have the energy to last the second round or the third round that is what has been happening that is why indians need to work a lot harder on the physical fitness the number of shuttles they are used to returning in training that has to get better they need to have a strength in their legs it is not about having great great strokes because once you reach the third game it is much more about your staying power on the court 
then the kind of you know the strokes that you are capable of unleashing if you don't have the strength you're mentally tired if you're mentally tired your strokes don't come off so easily so that's why i'm saying if you see that all these you know records if you see where these people can show okay in that tournament i beat a i beat b but what happened next you lost to somebody who was lower ranked than you that is the problem with our players pretty consistently so that is where that should answer your question that we do have these things we don't have what it takes to be consistent among the elite right so now uh, with the india open uh, starting uh, next week and with this uh, point you've just outlined uh, so well about consistency so how do you rate uh, realistically the chances of indian uh, male shuttlers at the india open now do you think any of them have have it in them to go the full five rounds and which one of them will include loki and you oh uh, well if you if you uh, look at what we have here uh, of course uh, among the men that is probably the best chance we have why i am saying this is because you know the entire draw if if you see the men singles the women singles and each each of these draws it is first thing that we must remember is it is a india dominated draw the indians are all over the place in the sense just to give you an idea we'll start from the mixed doubles women's doubles and men's doubles the sheer number is intimidating out of 32 players i mean 32 pairs in men's doubles 23 are from india almost the same number in women's doubles that is 22 pairs are from india and the 23rd pair where one girl represents india and the other girl is from us who is an indian born girl she is an indian who is representing us so you again you have 22 out of 32 that means two sections are taken care of and <laughs> if you see the third one that is mixed doubles again 23 out of 32 so effectively in all three doubles 23 out of 32 pairs are indians and chances are that in the semi finals you may find only one indian pair making it that is to tell you that this is this particular field it's a very diluted field if you look at the singles draw let's talk about the singles draw where we have most interest where the top two seeds are indians both uh, in the men's section as well as in the women's section who are the top two seeds in the among the men in the men of course uh, you have shrikant heading the men's section and sindhu heading the female section there overall when you look at see both the favorites are from india and uh, this is where i would like to say that you know it looks okay to talk about the kind of uh, field we have both favorites are indians but is there depth in the field let's take it one by one let's take the men singles first now here i would like to point out something uh, you know that if you see shrikant's first match that is against a boy from india cyril verma now 90% of the people who follow indian badminton probably haven't heard of this boy he was world number 1 in juniors in 2015 world number 1 and he won the silver in the world championship for juniors again in 2016 he was uh, you know i mean he was ranked world number 1 in january so that was 5 or 6 years ago he was already world number 1 in his age category world number 1 in juniors okay yeah today this boy is 22 years of age and he should have been among the elites now at 22 he is world number 86 that is to give you an idea that our juniors no matter what we do we we do well in the junior ranks or whatever 
But when it comes to graduating to the highest level, we haven't got a player. So, uh, Rakesh, you said Cyril Verma is 22. That means he's younger than uh, Lee uh, Lokyan Yu, isn't it? Uh, that boy is also the same age, no? Around he's also twenty, twenty plus. Yeah, he's also around twenty years old. Yeah. Yeah, same age. So highest progress from where he was when he was fifteen, whereas our guy uh, hasn't really kept pace. Nowhere, nowhere. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That look, this is a reflection of why our players, you know, the junior ranks. We are we are spending so much in the last ten, twelve years. I mean, if I if I draw a line just before the Commonwealth Games uh, in twenty ten when we were preparing for it. That that was say even if you hold it at two thousand and nine, that means almost twelve seasons have gone. In these twelve seasons, the government of India, the private players, the stakeholders, they have put in so much for Indian badminton. And if you look at the bench strength, that's where I wanted to underline this. Why I took Cyril Verma's name. He's a first round rival for Shrikant. He was there in the twenty fifteen World Championship final for juniors. Before him was the twenty ten. Yeah, which was when H S Pranoy and uh, Sai Pranit reached the semi-finals of the World Junior Championship. Now, in between, where are these juniors? I mean, for for more than a decade, we haven't seen our juniors graduating to the highest level or be in the top twenty of the world. Lakshasen gives you that hope. He's an exception in more than a decade, where our juniors have gone ahead and done well, who showed promise as a junior and they did well. Both, if you if you look at Shrikant. He was not considered a great junior guy, but then of course he matured because at that time he used to focus a lot on doubles as well with his uh, brother Nand Kumar. Of course, he he got his focus right and he started focusing. I mean, he started you know concentrating more on singles. That's what I'm trying to say. We talk about badminton, we talk about this, you know, we we, we get excited about it. But if you just you know scrape the uh, you know the surface, then you realize that I mean deep down it is absolutely shallow and and it's hollow. There is no depth in Indian badminton for more than a decade. We do have these players. I'm not. I'm not taking away anything from the likes of you know Shrikant and Lakshasen and Sai Pranit, Samir Verma, Pranoy, uh, Kashyap to an extent. Kashyap is trying to make a comeback. Saurabh Verma, that is Samir's elder brother, and Shubankar Day. I mean these, and of course uh, Ajay Jairam. I don't think is is the same now because I think his best is firmly behind him. And these are the guys who are still playing, and they are still in the top sixty, sixty-five of the world. So I don't expect anything great from there. But if you look at the field again, I'll just come back to the Indian Open thing before uh, uh, we go to the you know the single section in the ladies. Let's just talk about this one. If Shrikant progresses, his first tough seed comes in the quarters in the form of Samir Verma. He's still showing some something in him. Still, some spark is left. So he's also been around for a while now. Uh, he's seeded six, so we can see a All India quarter final because he's not expected to meet anybody else. I mean, I don't think this uh, guy from uh, Denmark, Kim Brown, is going to be any threat for Shrikant. Then you have uh, from the second quarter. Now this is what you you should be interested in. Loki on you is there. The world champion is in the second quarter. That means Srikanth and you can face each other in the semi-finals. But to reach the semi-finals, you know, the world champion will have to beat the Thai uh, fourth seed. This is Kentafon Vangcharoyan. Now, if this match comes with, of course, the world champion, uh, despite being the lower seed, will begin as the firm favorite. If this comes through, 
then we are going to have a repeat clash of the world championship final where Srikanth will have a chance to avenge that loss. Now, from the lower half of the draw, uh, not much to talk about. Uh, there, of course, Lakshya Sen is there. And the second seed, Sai Pranit, uh, one of the favorites to come through from here. But here you have one name which should uh, leave the Indians a little concerned because you have three seeds out of four are all Indians, H.S. Pranoy, Lakshya Sen and Sai Pranit. Here the guy to stop them is Tommy Sugiarto from Indonesia. He'll be the tough one to crack. Lakshasen and H.S. Pranoy will have to, you know, out of these two, only one will go through. And uh, Tommy Sugiarto and uh, Sai Pranit, they will have to, uh, I mean, we expect them to clash in the quarters. So overall, uh, I see a pretty much an India-dominated uh, semifinals there. Out of the four, I think, even if the two to three Indians make it, it shouldn't be a surprise. And if all four make it, that also shouldn't be a surprise. And uh, among the ladies, if you see, well, Sindhu, Sindhu should just walk through this. She doesn't have much uh, opposition in terms of quality. Uh, she has a Russian girl in the quarters and uh, probably a Thai or a Singaporean girl uh, in the semis. So her walk to the clash for the gold medal should be, should, I mean, she can just sleepwalk through this entire thing. But from the bottom half of the draw, again, the point of interest is, whether Saina is going to be strong enough, fit enough, and, and show that form to justify her seeding of being four. That means she is seeded to be in the semifinals. But to be there, she'll have to uh, uh, beat somebody like uh, Iris Wang from USA. That shouldn't be too difficult. And uh, for a place in the clash, a, a probable clash against Sindhu. So everybody wants a Sindhu Saina clash uh, to decide the trophy. So there you'll have the winner of Fitriani of uh, Indonesia and uh, Busanan Ong Bam Rung Fan, who's the second seed from uh, Thailand. So now this Busanan girl has troubled Sindhu a bit. So Sindhu will have to be a little careful there. But should Saina uh, beat this girl? So I think what better for the fans, I mean, for the Indian fans to have the India Open title clash involving Sindhu and Saina. Right, and there are no Chinese or uh, Japanese players uh, this time around? That's why I said, uh, see, Chinese have, uh, you know, traditionally skipped the India Open. Uh, they haven't sent their best names here. We we did have uh, Lindan play a few times and Li Jury when she was the Olympic champion, she also came. But overall, the Chinese don't send their best uh, to India on a consistent basis. Japanese, uh, well, once in a while they do, but this time around, this being the season opener, I expected uh, the India Open to, you know, to have far better field. Unfortunately, it's not there. As I said, predominantly uh, an Indian Indian field. I mean, it's India Open is filled with Indians, be it singles or doubles. Like in the singles, if you see men's singles, 13 out of 32 are Indians. Among the ladies, it is exactly the half. 16 out of 32 are Indians. So... Every second person you bump into is representing India here. Right. Uh, Rakesh, we're running out of time. So one final question before we wind up. Uh, for all badminton fans out there, how and where can they watch the India Open? Uh, well, uh, as things stand, uh, as per the BWF uh, ruling, uh, this tournament is to be held in camera. That is, no spectators, no media. So that means... The first three days at least, until Thursday that is. Till Thursday, you'll have to follow it 
either on uh, tournament software, which will give you the, you know, like live scoring, the world championship site, uh, the world, uh, the BWF site, that will also give you, you know, like live updates and of course, real-time scoring. But the action uh, which people would love to see from the quarterfinal stage, I think that is where the tournament is really going to be up and about. That will be available on Star Sports on, and also on, you know, like Hotstar. So that is available to you live. That is where uh, the real action will begin because I think on the first two days of the main draw, there's hardly any, uh, uh, I mean, not many close games to be expected. Uh, much of the action will start from the quarterfinal and that will be available live to you on your TV sets. Otherwise, uh, if you want to watch every, uh, if you want to follow certain uh, matches, then tournamentsoftware.com is the one to, to go to and also the World Badminton site for you to just follow the real-time scoring. Not uh, live pictures, but scoring. Right. Tournamentsoftware.com for the early rounds and then later on uh, Star Sports and Hotstar. And uh, it does look like we have an exciting week of uh, badminton coming up soon. And Rakesh, thank you so much for your uh, sharp match analysis preview of what to expect and what India's chances are. Let's hope uh, India does a clean sweep as uh, they should given uh, their heavy presence in the draw. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Santa. Thanks a lot for having me on the show. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.